0: hello we are here again and the topic is the favorite and the famous money and marriage part two last week was literally lit you know a lot of people told me say rv we can't wait for part two please, we can't wait for part two, and I promise them, it's coming. Like I said last week, the money problem is a tricky threefold problem in almost every home. Uh, Making money becomes a problem. You don't make enough money, or you've made enough money, or this partner doesn't make enough money, whatever, you know, it's a problem. Uh, Spending becomes a problem. You know, you're not spending wisely, I'm not spending wisely, and stuff like that becomes a problem. Three, the divergence views on giving you know you give too much do you know that it's funny do you know that in some homes you know they quarrel over the money that they give in church oh my husband gives too much in church oh my wife she gives too much in church before they call seed for 1,000 naira he or she has come you know things like that so giving you know also is a problem charity one person's disposition towards charity or the other you know so those are the reasons why you know there's always a money problem. So it does not matter whether a couple has money or not, there will always be money problem in the home. What I mean by money problem, I don't mean that there will always be lack of money in the home. I mean that there will always be issues touching money. Whether we have so much, we have so little about how to spend and how to manage it, that problem will always exist. Now, what are some of the money problems? Again, like we said last week, number one, one spouse is frugal, the other is wasteful. One spouse is frugal, likes to keep, and the other is like why are you stingy? Why do you want to? Why are you stingy? Are you going to carry all this money to heaven? So one is frugal, the other one is wasteful. One spouse follows a budget, the other spends on impulse. Impulse that becomes a problem is money problem number two there's some of the money problems again that's number two number three one spouse believes in instant gratification while the other prefers delayed gratification There there's some spouses that would just say you know honey you know what i think we deserve a treat we deserve a treat and come on come on once in a while we should give ourselves a treat now but there are some people they don't believe in treats ah so honey let's go let's go out let's go to mr biggs or let's go to uh, one fast food here to you know to just have it, a data one said no the money we we'll use there is enough for one pot of soup so some people like things like that some don't like things like that you know number four incessant third party demands friends coming from left and right relatives from left and right so one person might be happy about it the other one might not be happy about it so things like this they happen or one spouse refusing to walk or stopped from walking once anything like this is happening, if one spouse is stopped from walking, what I mean by stopped from walking is that the spouse really wants to walk, but the other person says, No, you must not walk. Ah, usually it's a it's 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 a problem in lots of homes. And I pray if you are in that kind of situation, I pray that the Lord will give you grace to be able to overcome it. Or one just say, I don't want to work. We've seen some of you, some, some people listening to me now will feel that it doesn't exist. Listen, it does. There are people who do not want to work. They don't want to work. You even see them, you see them in this part of the world, you even see them in Europe and America. People just file that they don't want to work. So that the government begins to give them money. There are people like that. Of course, if you are in a relationship, your partner will never be happy. You know, one spouse demanding too much from the breadwinner, you know, and then selfishness, spending more on yourself and family, more than uh, your spouse and, and in laws, you know, that balance is not there. And then, of course, insufficient finances. So those are the reasons why money is always a problem in lots of homes. Now, let's go to the meat of the matter, you know, the ways to solve the money problems in the home. The first thing I want to talk about, a couple should get financial literacy. It is important. Get financial literacy. Learn how to master money. Learn how to control money instead of money controlling you. We've seen people who money controls, you know, they earn a hundred thousand and then uh, they get a raise from a hundred thousand. They get a 10% raise or a 20% raise and they increase their life Style to to meet the the addition to their income and month after month if you increase their salary they increase their lifestyle you know no savings no reserves you know at times a good way to master money is to see how long You are able to leave money in your account before spending it. Let the money be there. Look at the money. Let the money be there. Calm down. Settle down your nerves and plan and strategize. That's how we know people who have learned how to master money and how to control money. You know they say money is currency. I believe one of the reasons they say money is currency is because it it has a current. It flows and it will not stop until it is finished. So a couple need to learn how to master money. Number two, a couple need to sit down together and ask themselves what does money mean to you you know you it, it may not be a direct uh, uh, question like that but we observe ourselves you will see one person may view money as a servant another person views money as a Lord so it's important to find a balance. The one who views money as a servant sees money as a as a servant to be sent on errand. The one who sees money as, as a lord will worship money. You know. So it's important, a couple should look at themselves together, find a common ground. Number three way to solve the money problem in the home, have a plan for your money before the money comes. Always have a plan for money. Even if you work and you earn a salary, please have a plan that at the end of this month, I will channel this or we will channel this to this direction, to that direction. It's very important. It helps so that when the money comes, you know, there's no quarrel. We've settled it. It's not like one person is thinking of, uh, I want to buy this. and I was saying, no, it's this one I want to buy. Settle it before the money comes. Because when the money comes, it comes with another spirit. So it's better you settle it that this is where the money is going to before the money comes. Number four, get a flexible and workable budget. Not everyone likes a budget. So a common ground will be get a budget that we can, you know, we can tinker with. That is important. Number five, do not force your spouse into a joint account. Don't force your spouse to reveal their ATM pin or their password and everything to you. Let it come natural. If you force your wife or you force your husband to give it to you, you know, there's no joy in it. Let it come natural. Number six, give each other some oxygen or space to breathe as touching finances. You don't want to micromanage your spouse. You don't want to follow your wife to the market to know how much she spends on pepper, on onions, on tomatoes, on veggies. No, give each other some space financially. Let your wife or your husband be able to use, you know, some little amount of money without you micromanaging. Number seven, have a ground rule to discuss first before spending above an agreed amount. This is important. You know, in some homes, they put money together in a joint pause, you know, and then they cannot decide to so, say, okay, you know what? Uh, if we want to spend anything above, let's say 10,000 or let's say 20,000, we need to discuss and agree before we go ahead. You know, if that is not in place, you just see one person will just come and just squander the money without putting the other person or use the money to do something seemingly good without putting the other person in the picture. So it's important to always have those kind of ground rules. Number eight, give to each other's parents, give to each other's relatives no matter how little. Listen, even if your in-laws, they have so much money, still plan to give them something no matter how little. Let something come from you, you know, to them. Otherwise, your partner will be seeing you that you're a selfish person. You only spend money when it comes to your people. You don't want to spend money when it comes to my people and it can bring a lot of problems financially. Be financially accountable to one another, you know. Very important. Tell each other. Number 10, This is for intending couples plan a debt-free marriage. Incuring wedding debt is a starting point to financial wahala for many couples. My wife and I are lucky. We had a workable plan. We were tight together. We were compact. We planned together. We started strong. We put our heads together. We made sure we did our wedding debt-free. Now, I know that there are some extreme cases where people, where money trust is completely broken in the home. Some people defraud their spouse. They use their money to finance other homes or riotous living. You know, if your case is like that, and you are saying, Pastor, you don't know my wife or husband. Bible says, If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11 verse 3. Job 14:7, for there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again. You can choose to give that partner one more chance if you see genuine remorse. But when you do Please do not throw caution into the wind. Still maintain a sense of vulnerability. You know, when you are trying to forgive a spouse like that, never disclose your passwords and PIN at first. Start by trusting your spouse with relatively small amounts of money over a period of time. Tell him or her clearly that if trust is broken again, you will withdraw those privileges. And then ensure you have SMS alert on your account so that two of you can see what is going on. Gradually, Build your trust up there again. I pray for you that money will not destroy your home in Jesus' name. For more on this topic, watch out for my next book. It's going to be powerful. Thanks for listening to me. Thanks for sharing this. Thanks for inviting people to come listen to me. I want you to, uh, I really appreciate you. I want you to know that I appreciate you. I don't take it for granted that you listen to me. Kindly leave me a feedback. Share this one. God bless you. I am Reverend Victor Ekbe saying bye-bye.